community connection and the hoop. You might be wondering what the hoop is. Listen to this episode and hear that story today on the Peace Walker podcast. The question is, in today's day and age, how do you protect yourself, your family, and your community more effectively? Well, my name is Craig Gray, and today on the Peace Walker podcast, we're going to answer those questions and a whole bunch more. You're going to learn the power of protection, the art of influence, and the confidence of clarity as you build a protector's lifestyle to live, to protect, and to inspire at a whole new level. Craig Gray here. You are on the Peace Walker podcast, episode number 63. And I'm going to talk about the hoop. And you might, <laughs> you might not the poop, the hoop. H-O-O-P, the hoop. And you might be wondering what the heck is the hoop and what does it have to do with training and what does it have to do with being a protector and all that. And I'm going to explain all that to you on this episode. So stay tuned. In the meantime, if you haven't yet, get on 6daydefense.com and gain access to my free home study course. It is six days of training. It's two five-minute videos. One video goes over a physical defensive tactic. The other video is a mindset and a concept. Absolutely essential tools for you to begin your protector journey to become a peace walker. So again, that's sixdaydefense.com. Go check it out. Okay, so what is the hoop? Well, let me back up. This past weekend, myself and one of my training compadres, Kevin DeReese, went out to Jack Hoban's Buyu camp out in New Jersey. And we trained for the weekend. Actually, Kevin, he tested for his uh, fourth degree black belt in um, long overdue. And he did an awesome job. But um, so congratulations, Kevin, if you're listening. But anyways, uh, Jack Hoban, who runs the camp, he's, uh, the camp is pretty cool, right? So basically what happens is once a year, Jack has this Buyu camp, and Buyu means martial friend, um, someone that you train with. And his, um, that particular system is Bujinkan Budo Taijutsu. It's uh, made up of nine traditional Japanese styles. Um... And it's, it's very much oriented in an eclectic way of personal protection. Some of it historical and very stylized, and some of it in its modern usage. Um, I train, I've been training in this style for a long time with Jack, and uh, I started actually before Jack in that system. So I know some of you only know me from the Krav Maga, but you know I have a lot of traditional martial arts background in too, um, as well, and teaching licenses and other systems. But, uh, but the Bujinkan um, Budo Taijutsu has been a huge par- part of my, of my perspective and my training over the years. And Jack has been very influential in how I approach um, my own training, how I approach this idea of being a protector and how I approach my teaching. But anyways, so Jack has this camp and he gets together every year and there are people come from all over the world um, to get together and to train. And it's uh, set up on, and it's three days long 
a couple hours on Friday, all day Saturday, all day Sunday, and and then you're off again. But um, he rents out a campground. We were at the Girl Scout uh, campground out there in, I don't I think it's Farmingdale or Farmingdale or something like that, uh, New Jersey. It's out in the country. You know, if there is actually a country in in New Jersey, but it's a, it's a cool facility. It's uh, got woods and a big field area that we train in, and it's got a little a little um, covered uh, area in case it rains. Not that it mattered because in my session it rained the whole the whole time, and we we voted and and we stayed out training in the rain. But um, but anyways, so Jack teaches. He kind of bookends the uh, trainings. So he teaches the basics um, Friday night, and then Saturday morning he he leads a couple sessions to get us started, and then we do breakout sessions. So a number of instructors teach, myself included. Uh, we do breakout sessions of you know whatever subject matter that you want to do. So some people do you know basic stuff. Some people do you know crazy stuff. Some people do whatever. So. Um, it's kind of cool because you can look on the roster and see who's teaching what and and you can kind of pick and choose what you want to go to so there's a few there's like three ish three or four breakout sessions in the afternoon and then we wrap it up and then sunday it's just the opposite right the breakout sessions are in the morning we break for lunch and then jack does the last two sessions during the afternoon it's just a really cool cool uh time for everyone to get together and to train again. And we didn't have it in 2019. I've been going to this thing for, I don't know, 15 plus years. And uh, the this last year, last year, because of COVID, we didn't have it. So a lot of people hadn't seen each other in a long time. Um, but it was good to see everybody again. And Jack explained kind of the concept of what the he calls it well not he but uh, there's a book he read that he's fond of and if you want to pick it up you can it's out of print but you can still find some um, used copies of it I have yet to read it I have it but I don't I haven't read it yet um, it's called Hanta Yo by Ruth Beeb Hill it was written um, I think in 1979 and it's about um, Native Americans she tells um this history and the story about uh, this Native Americans and how I'm going to slaughter the story, but but uh, I'll tell you I'll tell you the best I can. Basically, what happens is, as Jack was describing it this weekend, and I've heard the story before, but you know it's always good to hear it. As he would say, it's like jingle bells. You know, every Christmas you want to hear jingle bells. But so some of the Native tribes back in the early days they were large right so what happened is it was being that they were such a large group they were kind of unsustainable with the resources of the land in in such the large um, tribe so what they would do is they would break off into smaller bands and these bands they might be made up of i don't know 25 people or 150 people but they were fairly small in comparison to the larger tribe so they would go off and you know throughout the year and they would you know hunt and fish and and um, forage and so forth and then in the summertime they would all come back to a larger um, grouping again 
and they would then exchange you know, trade and exchange knowledge and come together as the larger tribe again. So they called it hoops, right? So this, this, you'd get together in this hoop. So Jack compared our experience of Buyu Camp to the hoop, where we're all smaller bands, you know, each of us have, well, I shouldn't say each, but many of us have our own schools and we teach a, a smaller band of, of people. And then once a year, we get together in this hoop. We get together at Buyu Camp to come together, to exchange knowledge, to reconnect, to broaden and deepen our knowledge, and to connect as uh, protectors. And I thought that was really cool. And like I said, I've, I've yet to read the book. I started reading it. Um, it's a pretty thick book. I haven't finished it yet. But uh, Yanta Ho, is that right? Yanta Ho? No, Hanta Yo, Hanta Yo. Um, but I started reading, it's pretty interesting, of an uh, actual account of Native Americans back, um, back in the day. Um, and this idea of connecting with the bigger tribe is really important um, as a protector, as a peace walker. We have similar things in, in my academy and in the, the peace walker approach altogether um, with the online faction and then our live uh, faction. But coming together, staying connected, but also being independent is very important, right? Um, this idea of independence and learning for yourself and, and being self-sufficient and having your own journey, but then understanding that you're still connected to a bigger, a bigger group, a bigger uh, mission, a bigger purpose, and bigger something bigger than yourself is also important. So I really liked the, uh, the idea of, of the Buyu camp and this idea of the hoop that uh, we come together in camaraderie, but then we go along our way as well. So stay connected out there. It's an important part of your journey. It's an important part of the process of being a protector and of training. And make sure there's a, a sense of camaraderie to this higher purpose that you're training for, right? So part of it is, yeah, you're training to, to defend yourself, to punch, to kick, to, to de-escalate, to maybe uh, use weapons and so forth, whether it's modern weapons, whether it's hot weapons like firearms or it's cold weapons, you know, knives and sticks and flexible weapons, whatever, whatever your perspective is in, in learning how to protect yourself, in finding a healthy group of individuals to do that. I hope that you connect with me on a, on a greater level, maybe come out to some of our um, programs here in Grand Rapids, Michigan, maybe get on our online program, uh, peacewalker.net. Um, maybe go out and train Jack in New Jersey and soon to be Hawaii. Um, come to the Buyu Camp, come to some of their seminars. But whatever you do and however you do it, make sure you get together with a good group of people who have that, that like-mindedness of being a well-rounded protector and what I would call being a peace walker so you can do it right. But that sense of community is huge for your process. So that sense of, sense of community is, is huge to help you to keep going. I cannot tell you how important that has been throughout this COVID experience. Um, we were able to, at our local academy, able to continue, whether it was online, 
live in the academy or live at a park outside in the open air. But we kept classes going the entire time. And I cannot tell you how many people that have, that have contacted me saying you know, that was the only stable thing in their life for that time period. So connection is incredibly important. And connecting to a bigger group is, is important too because you should always be mentoring someone. You know, someone's always looking to you for leadership, whether you know it or not. And you're all, also, you should always have a mentor. Not just one, but many. So always be learning, always be open, and um, don't forget about that connection and how important it is. So there you go. So there's a little bit about what a hoop is and why this connection is so important to keep that going. And uh, whether you do it with me or, or in some other capacity, just make sure you're doing it. It'll make your journey easier, more sustainable, and more fulfilling. So that is the tip, trick, and tactic of the day, right? Go find some connection. Find a community. Join our community. That'd be awesome. But if you don't do that, go find something that resonates with you on this protector um, approach and it will help you get through some rough times and it can also help you to keep going keep learning keep growing all right that's it gang so on that i would be remiss if i didn't invite you to partake in my six-day defense program if you go to sixdaydefense.com you can get started on this protector journey get started in being a peace walker absolutely free except for your email your attention and your time uh six days of of uh videos two videos a day they're about five minutes each and you'd be amazed at what you can really accomplish in that short period of time and get started on this protector journey get started being a peace walker and you know maybe join us sometime at our actual local academy or maybe in the hoop at the Buyu camp next year. So anyways, gang, thanks so much. Keep going, and I'll see you on the next episode. The question is, in today's day and age, how do you protect yourself, your family, and your community more effectively? Well, my name is Craig Gray, and today on the Peace Walker podcast, we're going to answer those questions and a whole bunch more. You're going to learn the power of protection, the art of influence, and the confidence of clarity as you build a protector's lifestyle to live, to protect, and to inspire at a whole new level.